This is Get Unstuck Radio Episode 2 with Brianna Rose. How does brand strategy help you to connect with your audience? Welcome to Get Unstuck Radio, the place to brainstorm with you on business and life strategy. To get unstuck with system, automation, and delegation. And also to get clarity for sustainable business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Mukita Panmuk. Let's get unstuck. Brianna Ross, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Mudita. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. Like, I'm excited to talk to you. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, because like, you know, brand strategist and graphic designer in one person these days, I mean, <laughs> you're going to have no time right now, right? It's really, I'm not going to lie, it's really hard, um, but I found a good way to balance and I'm focusing on some newer ventures. That way I can help people on a wider scale when it comes to brand strategy. So it's a lot of work, but I'm thankful. <laughs> yeah. So tell us more about yourself. What do you do? So yes, yeah, so I'm a brand strategist and graphic designer and I work with entrepreneurs teaching them how to brand their businesses and really build a relationship with their audiences. Mm-hmm. I come from a sales, customer service and marketing background and what I learned in sales, you know, is just the importance of building that relationship. And what I realized with entrepreneurs in the online world is we do a lot of selling and we don't focus a lot on building that relationship. So I teach my audience and clients how to really create content around their products and services that not only educates, but it serves also. And it's not just about selling. It's about thinking about your audience as a whole in their everyday life and how your brand fits into that. So you can create a unique experience. There are hundreds, if not thousands of people, you know, with the same products and services. So how can you make your brand stand out, you know, and really build a profitable brand in what seems like a saturated industry. And I always say the industry is not saturated. It's just a lot of people doing the same things. Mm -hmm. So we have figure out how we can fill the gaps and you know offer a unique experience yeah so let's go back to the start so once one person would like to start online business should they have the brand settle first or they should have something to sell first as the offer so when you're first starting out i recommend you know engaging, giving value, but having something to sell. Because a lot of times I will say we do get too focused on the visual branding side of things in the beginning. So branding, the visual side of things, that's kind of like the icing on the cake. I look at it, but your branding is so much more than that. It's the feeling that you want people to have. It's your values. It's what you represent and what problem you solve for people. So even though you may not have a logo yet or a website or, you know, things like that, you're still building your brand by engaging with people, giving advice, sharing value and helping. So what happens is it's Once you start to get multiple customers, multiple clients, you can then start to look at what they have in common. And then you can work on the visual branding side of things because you want to make sure you consider color psychology, you know, and what the colors mean. That way you can, you want to ensure that it resonates with your audience. You know, if your audience aren't female, you know, entrepreneurs, then you probably won't choose colors like pink or, you know, soft blues or, you know, something like that. But if that is your target audience, then you may want to add a more feminine feel to your brand with, you know, pastel colors and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really important to get some customers and clients under your belt 
that way you have a clear idea of how your business should be visually branded. Mm -hmm. So you are saying that connect with your audience and get your business plan validation from them first and then thinking about the brand strategy, right? Right, right, exactly. Because like when I first started out, I didn't have a logo, I didn't have a website, but I was very active in other Facebook communities, doing research, learning about the clients that I wanted to work with, answering their questions, engaging. So because I was engaging and giving that value, they trusted me to book that coaching session with me. Mm -hmm. And that allowed me to Again, once I had, you know, a few clients, I was like, okay, what do they have in common? What does it seem like they're interested in? And then I started to look around and, you know, do research around more entrepreneurs like them. And that started to form my visual branding. And your, your brand doesn't stay the same all the time. It is okay for things to change. My brand two and a half years ago looked completely different than it does now. So you do have to be flexible and it's okay to change things, you know, just be flexible and focus on growing and, you know, just making the experience better over time. Yeah. Cause this is another issue that I'm facing personally, like with my clients or my prospect who like I have been talking to, um, they have been still settling their business plan currently and strategizing, right. and then things still keep changing from time to time. Right. So yeah. they couldn't settle it yet. Therefore, I couldn't help them to make the settle plan for operation. You were saying that your personal issue with your clients and, you know, and then it kind of broke off a little bit. Oh yeah. So right now my clients still keep settle the business because I help solopreneur to become a CEO, let's say, then right. I help them to create the operation plan. Since right. business still like not yet validate, not yet having the consistent leads coming in. Right. Therefore, I couldn't help them just yet to settle the operation in order to scale for the next level. Right. And, you know, I think that really goes into putting that content out online. We do have to put ourselves out there. We're in an online world where people are visual. So you do have to get on video and you really have to, you know, give that value and build that relationship. And that'll start to bring in those consistent leads. It takes a little while, but that consistency piece is definitely key, like you said. Yeah, I believe many people who have giving a lot, they feel like overwhelmed and frustrated, right? Yeah. At some point, do you have any trick for them like in the content creating wise? So one of the things I always say is look into repurposing your content. We actually talked about that earlier, yeah. um, which I think is amazing, but repurposing your content is going to allow you to distribute your content in multiple areas and not feel so stretched about coming up with all of these different content ideas. So mm -hmm. if you did a Facebook Live, Think about how you can repurpose that into a blog post. Maybe you could do, turn it into a podcast episode if you have a podcast. Or you may decide to create a freebie email challenge or a mini course. I mean, there are so many different things you can do based on the content that you share if you just expand it or maybe go a little bit more in depth. Um, one of the things I also like to do um, they're called brain dumps. So I'll sit for 10 minutes and write every single topic that comes to mind. And once I'm done, I'll mark out what doesn't really align with, you know, kind of what I share, but I write it down anyway, just because that pops in my head. Mm -hmm. And then I have a list of content topics. So like last night I was like, I really need to write a blog post. I've been so busy with my book that I didn't blog all last month. And so I was like, okay, what am I going to blog about? 
then I re remembered I had a, some notes in my, in my phone and I had a list of blog posts. So I just went, picked the topic and began writing. And so it allowed me to be a lot more intentional because I'm not spending so much time on what to write about, but doing those brain dumps, I already have a list of topics in case I'm not feeling inspired. <laughs> yeah, so, good. Yeah. yeah. So it allows me to be consistent even when I don't have that create, my creative juices aren't flowing. Yeah, seems like we have to keep everything in pipeline, like get ready. When we need it, we just pick it up. <laughs> yes, and you know, we're all so busy, you know, building a business from the content creation to the branding, to the marketing, to the systems, it's a lot. So I always say, you know, with content creation and social media especially, plan out your content as much as possible. That way you're not spending too much time on it. And when you're on social media, you can focus more on engaging and going live or, you know, doing other things that really are geared towards building that relationship. And I think the building relationship with the audience also is somehow a challenge, a big challenge for many <laughs> people as well. What is your opinion on that? And do you have any trick to like, yeah, so building, you know, getting, building your relationship and getting engagement, it does take time. Um, but one of the things I like to do from the beginning, I've always asked questions and I do little polls. So I always do polls that way people don't have to write a full explanation. They literally just tap. And that gets them in the habit of seeing my brand, engaging with my brand. That way, when I do ask actual questions, they're like, oh yeah, I, I feel more comfortable talking about this because I'm always seeing her content. She's always posting polls. She's asking for our opinions. She's asking what we want to learn about. So I always say, you know, ask questions, you know, engage on their posts. If they're asking questions or sharing some feedback, comment, let them know what you think about it or, you know, offer advice and offer your input. And in return, you'll eventually start to get more people engaging with your social media posts and commenting, sharing. And like I said, it's, it's definitely a process. And we, I actually just posted about this on Facebook this morning. You know, you have to trust the process. If you don't have that huge marketing budget, it's going to take some time to build your brand organically, but that's okay because you can really focus on building a solid foundation for your business. Yeah. But when it comes to engaging your audience, it's really just about consistently showing up and, you know, asking questions and showing them that you care and you genuinely want to serve them. And I think about it um, because when it, when it comes to building relationships, this online world it's very impersonal. <laughs> it's not personal at all. And so what happens is, is we see a lot of coaches, product business owners, and they're here for like a couple of months and they eventually disappear. You know, they end up quitting their business. And we see that a lot in the online world. So you have to build that relationship and show your audience that, hey, I'm here long-term and I'm not going anywhere. And once you do that and you're consistent, again, they open up. And think about the friendships and, you know, our significant others, children, all of that. You have to build those relationships. So the online world is no different. But when you get on video, you get on live, it definitely can help boost that engagement a little bit faster. What about Facebook profile and Facebook page? So do you mean like, um, do I recommend either or? Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely like right recommend. Right now, organic outreach is very trendy. 
but also as you mentioned like it either takes time or, or put the money in and let other people build the engagement for you so right. either way yeah what, which one you recommend more so let's say um, the budget entrepreneur first and then the having some budget people yeah <laughs> so me personally I actually started building my business with no money so <laughs> I you know this year I finally started to invest in ads more you know just to get my brand in front of more people and you know to get my resources out there um, but I think me personally I do still think that you should have that separation mm -hmm. you know it's going to take time but I do believe in having that separation because your personal page is that your personal page there may be some people that are interested in your business and there may be some people that aren't which is fine and I still promote my products and services on my personal page but my business page is strictly business that's where I give value that's where I serve that's where I push people to if they're wanting more resources and then I have a Facebook group so if you want the lives the trainings that's where you go and so that personally works for me it can work for a lot of other people too but I highly recommend you know giving value on your personal page you may not post about business every day but maybe two or three times a week you have some business posts giving value showing people hey I know what I'm talking about if you're interested in this service or you need this product this is where you can find more information and you can then give value that way um, but I I highly recommend having a separation um, because when we start building a business on our personal page, there's almost like a guilty feeling too. Sometimes, you know, we know a lot of people on there. We have our childhood friends, we have family, and we have to be honest with ourselves. A lot of times, our friends and family are not our target audience. So there may be a few members in our family and friends who are target audience, but we need to separate them and give them a call to action so we can figure out who in that audience is actually interested. But I think having that specific, um, having that specific location, your business page to give that value, that's, you know, that puts you in a different bracket and that really allows people to see all of your value in one place. And then two, you can connect that to your Instagram business page, sell your products on Instagram, and it offers a, a, a lot more features also having it. This also leads to the next thing that I yeah. believe there are many people have problem with that authority positions. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a confidence thing. It is definitely a confidence thing. Now, what I say is, you know, get an elevator pitch be able to introduce yourself in 30 seconds and practice that you know that way you get more in the habit of talking about who you are and what you do and really focus on the results that you help your clients get so are they making money are they is their life easier you know because they have you know um, more systems in place are they do they have more time to spend with their family do they have amazing skin do they have amazing hair because of your products so it's really important to get those results because having that social proof those testimonials and those reviews those are going to give that confident boost that you need because you can say not only this is what I, not only this is what I do but this is who I've helped and these this is how I help them and these are the results that they got from that so that's why I say you know in the beginning don't really focus on the visual branding and things like that focus on building relationships and getting your first clients that way you can help them get them results 
when, that way when it's time to start working on your visual branding, you have that social proof already. So it's just like the, the icing on the cake. Oh yeah, that's very makes sense. And then just- Yeah, and it just builds from there. Yeah, it's a process, definitely. <laughs> yeah, everyone has to go through that, so don't rush. Just right. <laughs> and, you know, we learn from a lot of, um, you know, online experts and things like that. And, you know, take what you learn and test it out. Mm-hmm. See what works for you and see what doesn't work for you. And if it doesn't work for you, that's perfectly fine. But maybe you can tweak things to make it work for you. But you have to be willing to test different things out to really see what works for your brand and what your audience is really looking for. Ah, since you mentioned about test many things and then compare which one works, which one doesn't. How long do you think you give the timing for each one? You know, it's like some people, like some of the guru will say, stick to one offer and work on it until you make it happen. Or go with two or something or something like that. You know what I mean? So what do you think I think... Me per- so me personally, I kind of have like a suite, right? Mm-hmm. I have my services. I have like my brand audit checklist. I have my social media platforms. So I'm kind of looking at d- analytics for different things. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to like my social media content, I'm big on the Instagram analytics. So I'll look to see what my best performing posts are, what has the most engagement. That way I can see, okay, what about this seems to be working well and how can I create more content like this? Mm. And then for, you know, like freebies and things like that, you know, you'll want to take a look at, you know, I say give things a time frame. So if you're going to have a freebie, get it created, have a designated time that you're going to promote it. So are you going to promote it for a month? and then check your analytics? Are you going to do it for two weeks and check your analytics? But that's, you know, kind of up to you and your preference because you got to think about your lifestyle, you know, what other things you have going on. Some people have a full-time job while building their business, so they may choose to do something over the scale of a month. Um, But you really want to give yourself a time frame. That way, you know, okay, this is the start date, this is the end date, and these are the numbers I'm looking at. How many paid people viewed the page? how many people actually opted in, how many people, you know, um, maybe opened the first email. So there are a a number of things you need to look at. But I think setting those timelines really will allow you to say, okay, I'm going to promote this for a month. I personally, I have freebies kind of in rotation. I'll promote a freebie for a month and then I'll add it to like my resource hub. That way people on my mailing list can have it. And then I will, um, you know, put something else in rotation. But now I have two freebies, you see? So I have two things that I can promote. And then I may filter in Pinterest for an offer. So, you know, just to kind of keep it going. But your freebie should kind of be like your evergreen content. It should be something that you can promote ongoingly and something that never really expires. That way you can always use it as your lead magnet. Your call offer. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. We gave a lot of value today. I yeah. <laughs> if one listen to this, they are ready to go for the fight. They are. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing this with me today, Rena. No problem. I really enjoyed it. And I hope, you know, everyone's able to gain a lot from it. And, you know, they have some action steps they can take to help them, you know, be more intentional about their branding and how they build their business. Yeah, exactly. So um, you also have a freebie. I will give at the description below for the link to get the brand audit checklist, right? 
definitely. And yeah, we- the brand audit checklist is perfect and it's really easy. Um, I'm going to be honest, it may be a little overwhelming just because all of, it's a series of questions that are literally yes and no questions. Uh, so you can answer, yes, I'm good to go on this or no, this is an area I need to work on. Mm-hmm. But I literally touch on the different areas of your brand strategy and every area that you check no, that's an area that you need to focus on and put a little bit more energy into when it comes to your branding. So you can print it out, you can write, you can check things off, and then you can say, okay, these are the areas I need to work on. And they're even in order, the sections are in order in which area, you know, to go through. And you'll be able to, you know, really figure out what areas you need to focus on and how to take your brand to the next level. Yes, how awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. (laughs) So take care and see you later. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Unstuck Radio. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new show every week. I would love to if you left us the review. If you want to get unstuck, check my 5-step entrepreneur freedom formula for scaling your business without sacrificing your lifestyle at worldwideweb.extraordinarilybymutita.com forward slash freedom. Speak then.